You're listening to 88.9 FM KUCI in Irvine. And this is Paul Osgood. And you're listening to Off the Couch for those of you sitting on the fence about getting off the couch. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Hi, and we're back. And uh, guess who we have with us today? We have Terry Leonard. Terry Leonard. Uh, she's actually someone uh, with whom I train, with uh, Coach Sumner. And we, wh- what do we do? We run, we're going to run a half marathon together? Yes. Or what are we doing? A half marathon. You're really preparing for a half marathon? Yes, in May. In May. Okay, good for you. How are you doing right now on that? Good. Good? You're doing well. Actually, you're, you're rocking. <laughs> you're rocking. You just kicked that six miles out today. Did not it did not stop. I'm, I'm, I'm rather proud of you. Thank but, you. But the reason I have you on is longboard surfing. Right. Right. So, you, so you're like the longboard surfing person. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, like, hey, that's really great, you know, like with the show. I think I'll call that longboard surfing guy up, and he'll tell me everything I need to know. And then I was thinking, like, I don't know. Everything you told me was kind of like all I need to do is to get off the couch and get out there and start surfing. So uh, I'm kind of sold. I think that I'm, I'm going to make that my New Year's resolution of things I'm going to try is longboard surfing because you actually sold me about that. So ha- how did you get involved with longboard surfing? I, back when I was going to college about 20 years ago, I took it as a PE class through San Diego State, and they teach, um, they start you out at Mission Bay where you're on those form foam longboards, right. and then after a couple weeks, you get to have a real longboard, and you go out into the ocean, and and from there, that's where I learned. No, no, no lie, like you actually, it was it, it was a PE class. Yeah. It was a, like, did you have any classes after that? No, it was on Fridays, like oh, okay. one hour on Fridays. Uh, okay, when you're pretty much done. Yes. So it was a pretty rocking way to finish off your 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 weekend. Okay. Right. So or start your weekend, <laughs> and it was right there in San Diego. Right. Okay, that doesn't is that's a really good place to surf. I I think so. Okay. Um, we we were w- surfing um, Mission Beach, and then there's another one called Tourmaline Surfing Park, which a okay. lot of really really old timers surf in San Diego. Old timers, yeah. Oh, like the guys. You might run into somebody that's 80 or out there or 90. Oh, that's just really. They're yeah. still at it. Yeah, that's like a really famous longboard surfing beach. Oh my gosh, and they're still at it. Yes. Oh, that's just amazing. The class. How did you get started in it? I mean, how? What was the progression where you said, you know what? Um, well, I look stupid, I feel stupid, I'm falling down a lot, I'm not having fun, to where, um, you know, I'm projecting myself upon you. I'm sorry, you probably <laughs> felt pretty confident and got up on that board and felt pretty good about yourself. But how long did it get to where you go, okay, this is fun? Um, not that long, maybe a matter of weeks. When when you're on the foam board, or at least when I was, it's um, a lot more... It's uh, it's not as stable, so you, it seems like the foam board you're just falling off more, and it's harder to stand up on. And once we got to the regular long boards, that's where I think you progress a lot more because you get you get the hang of it, and you you stand up a lot easier. So it took a while for where you got up and you were falling off, get up, fall off, get up, and then it's like okay, after three weeks, it was like bam, I'm not falling off. Right. Okay, what was the difference between the two boards? I'm sorry. Um, the foam boards, the, think of trying to stand up on a boogie board. Okay. It's just not as stable, and it's like you, you flip off a lot easier. And the long board, it's like it's not going to do anything. You try to stand up once you're going, and you'll stand up. Why would they start you off on the other board then? Um, probably because they didn't want us getting hit in the head in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's probably a liability because the, the long boards are pretty 
tough. Are they? <laughs> okay, so maybe we should tell people that don't do this then. No, no, no. Get hurt. The, the, they'll it'll, they'll be fine because usually, like if you fall off, you don't fall and hit your head on the board for the most part. Okay. You just fall off next to the board. So the progression was: how long did it take you to tell you, like, hey, I really dig this class? Oh, I, not not long at all. <laughs> not long at all. I mean, like you get out there and you try it, and yeah. It, was it something that you thought you needed instruction for? Because like, is it something a friend can teach you, or um, or something? Like? Uh, I I think a friend could teach you, no problem. Um, definitely somebody that longboards. I actually the way that I even got the idea that I wanted to do it was that Point Break had come out the movie. Yeah, yeah. And there's a girl in it that surfs, and I think for some reason, like you never saw girls surfing back then because we're talking like the early 90s right. and so seeing that movie I was like wow girls can surf too and so then my friend and I decided hey let's sign up because she went and saw it with me too and we decided let's sign up as a PE class and because then we'll learn yeah. like what we needed to do you know that happened when Top Gun came out and everybody joined the Navy and <laughs> it was like hey I, I'm not flying an F-14 I'm, I'm scrubbing toilets yeah, it was. It wasn't the same. But your your, your let's let's emulate a movie experience was a little different from ours. So I'm I'm glad that happened for you. Thanks. So, <laughs> so so you guys went out and you got on the surfboard and everything, and, and you took the class. Right. And what what happened to your friend? Did she enjoy it? As, as yeah. Well? And then we both went out and bought our own longboards, and then that allowed us to just surf anytime because surfing is a relatively cheap sport. If you get your longboard, and then if it's winter, you get a wetsuit and a couple dollars for some surf wax, and you're set. Surf wax. So how much did all this cost your board? Um, I bought my board from actually my friend's boyfriend, and I got it for $75 used. Wow, used. Yeah. Is that something you want to buy used? Because, like, I I know when I did scuba diving, I didn't like buying used equipment. I didn't... um, you can get some really good deals. Um, surf shops sell used surfboards, uh, play it against sports. But one thing you want to look for is on a used board, you don't want there to be indents from the person that owned it before, like th- their knees or whatever. Okay. So you want the board to be completely smooth. You don't want like pattern. It's like having somebody else's shoes and they wear it different or whatever. Okay. You just want it to be like, and mo- most used surfboards are in pretty good condition. So if it's if it's too worn then it's like an old car. It's a little too old to be used. Yeah, or there's want? like watermarks or whatever. Because you can go, depending on the surf shop, you can find everything from, you know, your 50-year-old uncle's first surfboard to like somebody had a surfboard and decided they didn't like surfing or whatever. I mean, there's so many different different surfboards. So it's not something you're against is, is buying a used one. Just mm-hmm. it's just no. Now, it, with the indents and stuff like that, is it still unsafe or it's just it's just not to your taste or you would just want to? No, I mean, it, it'll work like just it. fine. Like if you if you want to surf and your cousin or somebody says, hey, I have an old surfboard, take it by all means. Because okay. then, okay. then you'll kind of get used to the sport and see if you like it. And yeah. I also, one of my first surfboards, I bought it at Play It Again Sports, and it was a used surfboard. Right. But really what it was was some local shaper had made it and it and brought it to Play It Again because they weren't famous and, you know, they right. can't sell it to, like, a surfboard shop. And so I probably paid, like, maybe 150 for it, and it was brand new. So you don't have you don't have trouble buying from a shaper, a local shaper? No. A shaper <laughs> is what they're called. Yeah. I actually knew a guy who wanted to do that, make the surfboards, but he never told me he was a shaper. <laughs> I, kn- I now know another word. A shaper, little ladies and gentlemen, are people who make surfboards. And there's local guys out here who'll do it. Yeah, um, it, but I don't know the guy because, okay. I, like I said, I buy it through Play It Against Sports, but it, 
it had on the surfboard R-O-C-K. That was like, I think the guy's name was Chris Rock or something. Chris Rock. That's yeah. a good one. Okay. <laughs> we don't do endorsements here, but, you know, if you could talk about qualitative. Yeah. So uh, the, what, what do you have against buying a new one? Are they just oh, that no, much more expensive? Oh, no, there's nothing against them. I, I haven't, I've bought new ones and I bought used ones. New's kind of fun because you can go pick your color and. Yeah, you like something that goes with your eyes. <laughs> And, and you can look really good on in the pattern and things like that. And sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, how many surfboards do you have? I have three, and my husband has one. Okay. I want. I need to understand why you have three. I mean, like, if you got the perfect board, why do you need all, all these boards? Um, one's one of my old ones. That's a nine foot board, and then like you always get to where oh, you know, I could use another one. So I got another one for Christmas a long time ago now that's a nine foot board and then i also back when i first started surfing bought a seven six board and that's called a fun board a fun but why why a fun board um to see what it was like because i knew like i I don't at this point like surfing on short boards but the seven six is like kind of how you you still get the same experience as a as a long board kind of but a little bit of a short board experience too so you go way faster now, um. <laughs> now, if you can run me through the different boards, the different sizes that okay. you get, and why you would need them, because it sounds like w- when you describe them, you're not talking too much of a difference, you know, in in size, but it it, it does affect the performance of how you want to use it, right? Right. I think um, you've got the short boards, and when you're in the water, you have to paddle like a shark's after you and they don't float on the surface they're like halfway down so you have to work really really hard to even catch a wave whereas a fun board and more so with a long board it's so buoyant it floats and like you don't even need to catch a wave you could be like the waves broken and there's whitewash and you can be in front of that and just start paddling and it'll catch you and you can stand up so it's way easier especially like if you're out of shape or you 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 know you're just starting a long board's way easier and a long board's defined basically as whatever height you are the long board is three feet taller than you okay. or, or more. And then a fun board is usually kind of that seven to eight foot range. And then the short board is like anything. But what do you get? What do you get out of that then? I mean, you're, what do you give it up? Like with a short board? I mean, if it's harder, you, know, you got to work harder. Is it more maneuverable or? Yeah, that's the, okay. the people use the short board when they're the ones that are going like they're surfing a wave and they do the aerial tr- tricks oh, okay. and all that kind of stuff. The really fancy Not easy stuff. on a long board. No. The, okay. the long board, you can still do stuff like the long. Here's another difference is on a short board, wherever you stand up, your feet are there the whole entire time. But the long board, you can walk around. That's where you can hang 10, you, where you walk up and put your toes off the very front of the board okay. or things like that. Or maybe like I want to go a little faster, so I move around and then... Um, you can move a little bit if you want to turn, like if you, whatever, you're either facing right if you're a uh, regular foot, which means your left foot's forward and your right foot's back, right. or your goofy foot where your right foot's forward and your left foot's back. And so, like say, I'm, I'm a regular foot, so my I'm facing to the right. Right. And so if I want to go that direction, I lean forward and lean my toes towards the water, and then my board will turn that way. Or if I want to go the other direction to the left, I lean back on my heels and the board goes that way. Just so I understand, like when, when I hear hang 10, you can actually stand on 
I mean, I've heard it ever since I was a little kid. You can actually stand on the edge of the board with your toes hanging off. Yeah. And really? It, and it sounds like one of those things, like I doubted it till I ever did it because okay. you think if you go to the edge of the board, you're just going to tip over because it's right. going to make your board flip up. But the way that the, the fin is in the water and the wave and everything, that doesn't happen. It's just really kind of a cool thing. That sounds like a whole lot of fun. Yeah. That sounds like a whole lot of fun. So you don't like the, the short boards, you like hot dogging. Do they still call it that? Um, did they ever call it that? Or did I watch those beach blanket movies? <laughs> they probably called it that in the 60s. In the 60s. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I can't think of what they call it right now, like but I've n- never yeah. in my life surfed on a shortboard. Okay, never in your life. It's no. just not your thing. No. Okay. Too much work. Too much work. Uh, t- hauling it, or, or you just don't like the paddle, paddle, The paddle paddle paddle, 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 paddle. I think I've tried it once, like tried a friend's, and I was like, no, I'm out. Because, like, seriously, on a longboard, you the wave's coming, and you can paddle, like, once or twice with each arm, and you've caught the wave. And the other one, it's like you're swimming for life to like, catch the wave. Like, boom, you're done. Yeah. Right? Okay. So would you say if you're going to start this, if you're going to get off the couch and you're going to go out surfing, you would start on a longboard? Definitely, because even if you want to surf on a shortboard, unless you're like a small child, five or six, and your parent or somebody's teaching you, the longboard's so so great because y- you get the idea of standing up right. and just the whole learning all about the ocean and the waves and everything. Instead of that, wow, this is not fun. I keep falling down. All I do is paddle, and then I fall down. Right. Pa- paddling and falling down, I could just like, I don't know, like not do this. I could do something else that isn't this. Like right. Just and run and pass out. That would be fun, too. Yeah. And okay. a longboard's really relaxing because let's say you, you decide you want to try it and you go and you paddle out to where the waves are. Well, maybe you're worn out. Just sit up and, you know, look at the dolphins, look around, and, you you know, you don't have to take the next wave. You can sit out there on your board as long as you want, or you can lay down on your belly and you paddle a little bit. Now, okay, I've heard stories about dolphins. I've seen them when I was on a ship, like, hey, there's dolphins over there. But no kidding, you actually, like, encounter dolphins? Oh, yeah, all the time. There's All sti- the time. In in the winter a lot, like, you'll when you're ready to get in the water, sometimes you'll see a wave's breaking, and you might see 20 dolphins in a row, like, surfing the wave. Wow. Or my, my first shark encounter was with a dolphin, and I was sitting on my board, and I was facing towards the shore, and I heard a noise, and I looked behind me, and there was a black fin, and I'm like, what am I going to do? There's a shark. There's a shark. Right. And... Um, the next thing I know, it's a dolphin coming out of the air and doing a flip. And so that day I learned that dolphins aren't like just light gray. If you see a black fin or a dark gray fin, it could be a dolphin. It could be a dolphin. So yeah. it wasn't a shark. No, thank God. It wasn't God. a shark, shark. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So you've never encountered a shark out there? No. Okay. Have you had any friends? Because I've heard stories about where like the sharks come and like take a big bite and like that you see the teeth in the board and things like that. No, I've been lucky and you hear shark reports, but right. it's so minor for the number of people that are out there every day. There, it's it's really minor. And then the thing that I've always heard is like, like you'll be able to do this, but if a shark comes after you, you're supposed to just slug it in the eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, th- th- there are things like... um. You know, like uh, uh, I've I've heard stories like uh, you know when you're out hiking, you know it's like if if it's a grizzly bear you lay down, if it's a black bear you, you know I don't know the difference be- between a newt and a salamander. You know, I'm, <laughs> when something's trying to eat me, I'm not gonna sit there, ex- you know, take out the book. Wait a minute, it's a big thing. You know what? I don't know the difference. You know, I just I just uh, would would rather not do that. I mean, like. <laughs> so yeah, wilderness survival that thing. <laughs> but yeah, you so you can seriously. 
punch a shark and it will take off? Are you the, sure about the, that? Yeah, there's Did some deal. Did they teach that in the class as, by a certified <laughs> instructor? Or? No, I mean, like, where did you did you hear it? Like, someone told, did you Snopes that is what I'm asking you. No, that's like a common thing. And I've heard of a people, like, okay. hitting the shark. And I don't know if it just kind of, I mean, if you were slugged in the eyeballs, you might not want to continue chewing on something. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you, well. That's what I'm thinking is I'd rather kick it in the, you know, in, <laughs> but, you know, sharks, I don't know if they have them. So I was like, hey, uh, you know, you can't kick them. But, uh, yeah, if someone hit me in the eyeball, I'd probably, you know. Let go uh, or stop eating. Yeah, stop eating. <laughs> Actually, the, the, the only shark attack I ever had was uh, uh, 1992. I was with Marine Force Recon off of Papua New Guinea, and there was some rebel activity going on, and we weren't, you know, it was a – anyway, long story is uh, – the Marines went overboard and started swimming towards it. So this Army guy and I looked at each other like, uh, hey, dude, we're not going to go back and, like, tell people we didn't, like, join them. So we swam towards the shark. And and, and uh, what happened was the, the shark swam away. And to this day, I, I, I hate it. I'd rather it have bitten my arm off because I had the setup of a perfect story. It would have been the story to tell. But, see, just ladies and gentlemen, she doesn't care either. She's just trying to... <laughs> She's trying to pretend to care. <laughs> she she is the proxy for the audience. <laughs> so that's my shark story. It swam away. And uh, so it, no one punched it in the eyeballs or anything. It was just... So anyway, um, segue. The, um, so you don't have any problem going out there with sharks or anything like that? No. And... And I even used to night surf, which is probably not the safest thing. What, why is it not safe? Um, uh, you don't s- see the waves as much. You see them. It's pretty cool. It's like I used to surf a lot in the afternoons, and then it would get dark. And I think that it's just harder for other people to see you if something were to happen. Like okay. if you're out there okay. surfing by yourself and it's nighttime. And you fall over or something like that, and and okay, yeah. So so you're not like, you, or you just pass out for no reason. No one can <laughs> exactly. Okay. So if you want to surf at night, bring a buddy. Yeah, bring a buddy. Always bring a buddy. Yes. Yeah, I had a near drowning accident, and I'm glad I swam with a buddy because you know, so I like right there, like, hey Ken, can you help me out? And he goes, sure. You know, you want that because right. when you're away from shore, you know, it's like a, a you know a hundred yards looks like can turn it look like five miles real quick when you're like trying to get to shore right okay tell me about the wetsuit um wetsuits are another thing you can buy used or new um all the surf shop well the like play it again type places sell used ones and one thing about um wetsuits is when you go and you're trying them on in the wet in the dressing room it's going to seem really hot and it's going to seem really tight but once you get in the water then that wetsuit feels really good because if you get it too loose then you're not going to it's you just have more water circulating through because the way that a wetsuit works is when you get in the water, one like one layer of water gets between you and the wetsuit and it keeps you kind of body temperature. Right. But the, and so like say I'm sitting on my board and I'm really hot now, I might let fresh water in like by pulling my neck and getting in the water and letting fresh water go through. Right. But then you'll have kind of a momentary chill. So how do you know whether, whether it's the right size in, in, the, um, in the room? Because they're basically the they're usually they have height and weight charts just okay. like 
other things and okay. and they'll have like women sometimes they size them like women's clothes and men's will be like you know extra large tall or extra large but usually there'll be a tag and it's like okay if you're between five nine and six foot and you weigh this much this would be your wetsuit now these forgiving i mean it's sort of like we're you know when you lose weight and then you put weight back on you and you buy a new pair of jeans and then like you wish you kept the old jeans and things like that i mean do you have to stay within a certain weight requirement or like do you have to take the weight back off after christmas or uh, mine's forgiving i'm, I'm able forgiving. to stretch it out and okay. fit myself in it okay because I, I fluctuate so much it'd be like you know it's like trying to get you know you hear structural noises like it's about to blow or so so i mean like how much weight in you know difference I, could you probably 30 40 pounds i have a really? couple different okay. wetsuits and and yeah i think you're pretty good because i think like on those little charts there's i don't remember what the range is but it, they start out with a range anyway okay so you don't have to worry like if you're having a baby or something like that to go out and get a maternity wetsuit or something or... <laughs> well if you're having a baby you should talk to your doctor yeah a lot, talk of, to your doctor. a lot of doctors aren't that keen on you surfing yeah 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 <laughs> I, I i know that uh, I, i'm an unwashed philistine i, I don't know any better <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so your wetsuit. What what do you look for in a wetsuit? Um, you want to make sure to get a surfing wetsuit versus say a water skiing wetsuit, because the water skiing ones don't have um, padded knees or rubber on the knees. Padded knees. Yeah, and you okay. want that because otherwise you'll get holes in the knees just because the the motion of standing up. Like you sometimes you'll have your knees on the surfboard and stand up, and that can wear out the knees. You know what bothers me? I never heard of such a thing. There, there's actually different wetsuits for different sports? Yeah, and really? if you go to a surf shop, obviously you're going to get a surfing wetsuit. But if okay. you go to, like, one of the local big sporting places, you might see wetsuits, and they might look really cheap or something, and you get one, and then you find out, like, it's... Like, what was I thinking? Yeah, it's like, a water ski wetsuit. That's a water ski wetsuit. And they does it say water ski? Does it say, um, like, like, when you buy it, you know, does it say water ski, you know... You'll probably know because it's over Surfing. where they're selling the water ski stuff. Okay, okay. Because now, <laughs> now, now, now I'm worried. I never heard of this. I never knew of such a thing. And now, you know, you're telling me this, and I don't want to go buy the wrong thing. Well, it's like a diving wetsuit probably doesn't have okay. padded knees either. Okay. So just look for wow. the little – you can totally tell because they have, like, the little rubber okay. things on them. So you, do you have multiple wetsuits then? Yeah. For di- like you got a swimming oh, wetsuit? And a, no, no, okay. no, no. Because I, I, I don't wear, in the summer, I don't wear a wetsuit when I surf. Because you have more freedom of movement. What, what what temperature would the water have to be for you to wear a wetsuit? Um, Probably like mid-60s and lower. So 60s is cold as far as water. Well, what gets cold is not the, like, being, you know, how, like, you go into a pool and it might seem cold at first and then you're fine. The thing with surfing is you get in the water and you get used to it and then you get on the board and you paddle and then you're sitting on your board waiting for a wave. So, like, it can, you know, depending on the temperature of the day, you could be sitting on your board kind of freezing. Yeah. Okay. So you, so you got in and out yeah. and in and out and stuff like that. So what would the air temperature be that you would expect it? Or is it, wait, that's why you'd listen to the surf report, right? Sure. You know, to, to listen to like the the temperature of the water and all that other good stuff. Yeah. Do you go by that? Um, I I do just because I live farther from the ocean. So there, there's like a lot of different companies like Surf Surfline that have little apps and stuff, or you can go online and you can not only see the surf report but a picture of the beach. Okay. So okay. then you kind of know what they're talking about. Like if they say, you know, one to two and poor you know 
Or there's some other <laughs> radio stations that do that, but yes. I won't. But, 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 but we won't bring them up. I should do the surf, surf report. What am I not doing? <laughs> I'm saying get off the couch, and I do not do the surf report. I'm a bad person because here I am at eight to nine a.m. on Wednesdays, and I'm, and I'm not like telling you what to do. So okay, so you get you doesn't Google do it or something like that? Um, I'm not sure. You know, we should, we should check that out. So someone else check that out. I can't mess with this right now. <laughs> So I, I know on Google you you put Sunrise Irvine and they'll tell you the sunrise. Yeah, they or probably do. So uh, what apps do you use for I, your? I use I think I use Surfline because it's Surfline. Yeah, it's got a nice cameras everywhere. <laughs> now is that the one that is that a popular one or is that just the one that you downloaded? No, that's a very popular one. It's a very popular one. Yeah. So you downloaded it to your iPad or your iPod and it tells you. It, like you can put a beach or something like that, and it'll tell you what 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 is in the surf report anyway. Um, the wind, the tide, um, because the wind, if it's Santa Ana's, that blows the water away from the shore, right. which is a good thing because it kind of makes the waves bigger, makes them nice. Bigger, and bigger is nice. Yeah, and okay. then it makes the water smooth. Whereas, like if it's the afternoon and it's normal winds coming onshore then it makes the water bumpier so like a lot of surfers like to go up first thing in the morning they like to go okay. out and surf because the water's like glass and really smooth i'm confused glass with waves well it's the the waves are fine but the the rest of the water the is rest of smooth. the water yeah okay. where like in the afternoon it gets really choppy and that kind of affects the waves but when you're first learning i, I don't think you have to be as picky because okay. You can go out there and, like I said before, where you just surf the whitewash. So not even, like if you're very first starting and you're just learning how to paddle and you're learning how to stand up, you can just wait for the whitewash and catch the whitewash and stand up. Okay, now I I know this is like self-explanatory, but what is the whitewash? The whitewash is when the wave is coming and it's big and it's big, and then when it crashes over, the whitewash is what's coming now. So oh, okay. it's it's kind of like the wave is broken. Okay. Oh, you get that pretty. Yeah. That, that you'll, yeah, and there's enough okay. power in there for a longboard that you can practice on that. Now, would you normally want that? Um, not once you know how. No, not once you want because that. because that you're pretty much limited to where you're just kind of going to go straight towards the shore. Where right. if you catch a wave, you can keep going on that wave on for a long time. Okay. Now, now tell me how to listen to a surf report, like like. Give me some numbers that like say, hey, this, this is like good. You want this, in a surf report where like stay home. It's not worth your time. Um, anything where they say poor, they Any, say it, it, poor. Okay, yeah, let like, me write that down, what? ladies and gentlemen. Poor <laughs> means okay. Poor. Like, don't this is what, not fun. one to two feet and poor where you want it to be at least fair or good. It, it goes like poor, fair, and good. Poor, but fair and poor good. is like it's going to be choppy. It's going to be don't even bother and. Oh. So, you, like, if it says one to two feet and good, then with a longboard, go ahead and go. Now, help me out here. One to f- two feet is good? For a longboard. For a longboard. Yeah. Okay, because I keep thinking about what I see on TV, like the big, you know, no. that big Hawaii Five-O, you know. Oh, yeah, and okay. and that, that would probably be good for a shortboard. Um, a shortboard. I went to a, a longboard contest to watch um, people surf um back in the 90s and there was it, it, it was probably only one or two feet tall but with a longboard that's all they need and they can do the you know walk up to the nose you can surf for a long time you don't need the height you just need the wave but no hot dogging 
if it's really called that. Someone's going to go, it's not called a hot dogging, you idiot. And that would hurt my feelings. I won't call it hot dogging anymore. I'm going to actually find out if that's an appropriate term. So, okay, so the the one or two f- feet is pretty good for a long board. What would it, for a short board, what would you want? Um they're probably looking for at least 4 to 5 feet, maybe 3 feet. 3 feet. And yeah. what do you get with the 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 size of the wave? You get oh. a little more power. But see they they that to keep going, the short boards have to surf up and down the wave to get momentum or to get power right. where long boards just have to catch the wave. They just have to catch the wave. Is it hard to catch the wave? What does that mean when you catch the wave? That's where you know, like, you're paddling, okay. and that's where you feel that the wave has come and, and has gotten the board, and so now it's pushing you forward. Okay. Can, can you catch the wave just sitting there? Um, it's very harder. It's harder. I mean, you, you really want to paddle at least once or twice. Okay, you want to help the wave a little bit. Yeah, because okay. that gets you kind of in the right place. Okay, so surfing is a, like a, an activity. <laughs> it's not just standing on a board letting nature do its thing, no. right? Okay, okay. So you actually do have to work. and So that's what you're saying uh, uh, um, earlier. You do have to, you know, practice paddling. You right. do have to start paddling and doing the other stuff and getting in shape. And so it is an actual exercise. Right, and, and actually um, just the beginning and practicing paddling is really good because when you're laying on your stomach on the board paddling, you're paddling your body weight. So okay. it's good, good exercise. Okay, so, that, so th- this is pretty good cross training, right? And, you know, I, you know, you, while we're in cross training, uh, I was reading like some MMA guys actually go out there and they do this because they get their balance thing going on. Do you find that you get any other things? I mean, you, you know, you're training for a half marathon and doing some other stuff. I mean, do you find that it helps with your balance to in with your cardio or muscular? What else are you getting out of this? Um, it's. I, it helps with balance, and it's a great stress reducer. Like, stress. you can have the worst day in the world and go out and surf, and you're out there, and you see the dolphins, or you just see nature, and it's, I, I think it's, like, one of the best things to reduce stress. Or, or you're like, hey, I hope I don't get eaten. I did not get eaten <laughs> by a shark. I don't even My, think about sharks. The worst that could happen, you don't? Okay. No, because it's just, I mean, you hear about the reports and stuff, and in my mind I have certain areas, like the backside of Catalina Island, it's known for sharks. So, hey, don't go sh- surfing there. Okay. And then, like, up by San Francisco, that's another place that's kind of yeah. known as a yeah. sharky place. Yeah. So I don't, because they're so infrequent, it's like I'm I'm alert, like, you know, you're, I, I'm not going to not look for one, but I'm not going to go out there and worry about sharks. Right. Okay. Good. Good. So, uh, yeah, not worrying about shark. That's when they find you <laughs> is when you're not worried about them. It's like she's not thinking about me. <laughs> so and let's hang out with the dolphins. So w- when you look at the surf reports and you say, okay, that's a really good surf report. Okay. Are there some places that are always better than others? I mean, it, it, does it depend on the, the the place and the weather, or are some places always better than others? Um, I would say some places are always better than others, but I think, l- like other people, I think everybody kind of gets their favorites. It's either your favorite because really? you learned to surf there, 
or you had a good experience or it's just easier to get to. So like I have places that I surf and then I ignore everything in between. And and it's just probably one of those things where it's like I know the beach, I know the the area where someplace else you might have to learn, hey, is there some rocks somewhere or does it get seaweed or Okay, so it's not we can't say qualitatively that some places are better than others. Just it's some of them are y- y- to your taste. I think so. So you find your favorite spot. Yeah. And okay. so maybe you have a favorite beach that you already go to now. Just drag drag a longboard there and ch- try it out and see if you like it. Now, wasn't there something a long time ago where people didn't like, you know, non-locals, you know, coming over to their beach and <laughs> surfing it? I think that that's, um, I don't think that that's that bad anymore. I know like it, in the movie Point Break, that yeah. was part of the story. Yeah. And then um, most recently I saw... Um, the movie called Chasing Mavericks. Okay. And that was about a really famous um, surfer, Jay Moriarty, that surfed Mavericks. And uh, at the time in Santa Cruz, it was really kind of a locals only thing. Right. But I, I've never encountered that down in Orange County. And Can and even like in, I've surfed in Maui, like every time we vacation there and everybody's really friendly. You just ask around, you ask the local people, like where's a good beach to surf? And they tell you, and I've always had really good experiences in, in Maui. So it used to be something, but it's not anymore. I would say so. Cause it's like, what's the point? I mean, it, and also too, when you surf, like, I always kind of don't want to be with the pack because there's the whole like somebody catches a wave and you want to make sure you don't cut them off or whatever. So if there's a group of 10 guys and they're all clamored together, I'll find where else is the wave breaking or whatever. It's like, you know, I don't try to steal the waves or like point break where he punches you in the face and cuts it. Does that ever happen? Really? I don't are, think are there so. Some bad I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know. And that might be just the whole, like, guy thing, like, I'm tougher than you or something. Yeah, yeah, or, or, yeah it's like, uh, so uh, what kind of surfing etiquette is there? That There's um, definitely when, if somebody catches the wave, right. y- you're not to try to catch the wave in front of them or cut them off. It's like, okay. there's that whole, whoever caught the wave first, that's their wave, let them go. Okay, so, so you go, that's his wave. Yeah. Congratulations, good for him. Now you can you can pop up next to him and be surfing like you could be ten feet away, but you never want to like cut him off. Like if he if he turns and he's coming towards you, right. don't turn towards him. Is that what happened in Point Break? I don't remember. You don't remember that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually had an interview with someone where um, we kept bringing up Cocoon, <laughs> and, and then I went back and watched it and. Um, the reference didn't work the way I thought it did in my head. <laughs> 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 so we're going to be everybody go out and watch Point Break and you figure out what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> okay, so surfing etiquette, you don't like cut them off. And, right. And, okay. How about parking or something like that? It, or, or you know, unloading or loading or No, I don't think there's anything like that. Nothing about that. Yeah. If you if you're surfing down in San Diego, chances are it's free parking. Yeah. If you surf up here, you're going to have to pay some coins. And and you can change your clothes as long as you have a, a towel wrapped around you. Right. Only in surfing it, it, does it exist. You just wrap a towel around you and you can change your <laughs> pants. Yeah, it's like, a, you know, I got to go Christmas shopping at, I, uh, like at Victoria's Secret. It's like, do you have a, no, I'll just, you know, here's here's a towel. You just, uh, is that how that works? <laughs> <laughs> just wrap a towel around you and you can change your, your, your wetsuit. So, right, and you yeah. want to because otherwise you'll just be so cold. It, yeah. Oh, is that why they do it? Like the heck with it? I'm changing right here. Well, yeah, because think about if you drive home, because most people wear, like the guys wear rash guards and you know, some wear Speedos or something. Everybody wears something under a wetsuit usually. Okay. Um, 
I'll wear like a swimsuit, but you don't want to like take your wetsuit off and put your clothes on over your swimsuit because okay. you'll be so cold going home. That was one of the first things I, I saw when I when I moved out here. I was like, wow, that guy's just changing right there on, on the street. <laughs> it's like, and that guy's too. It's like, what am I missing? It's like everybody's okay. So uh, uh, there are some places when they talk about the surf report, they always bring up the pier. Like even when they're, I don't, I don't care where it is, there, there's always the pier, right? Is there something magical about surfing at the pier? wherever that is santa monica huntington beach or, or or whatever or is it just another place or i don't i don't know if there's anything magical it's fun to watch people surfing by the pier okay um, <laughs> okay and i know i know a man that i used to work with a man that surfed in the 60s and he they they used to down at huntington try to like shoot through the pier but i wouldn't recommend that okay Oh, you wouldn't recommend that? No, not at all. Why? Well, because you've got the the pylons or whatever they call them, and you right. can totally wipe okay. out. And you know, I, I think I'm going to have a like a guest on. Maybe I'll invite your husband, and he'll <laughs> say, "Yeah, dude, <laughs> got to do the pier." No, <laughs> no, you. But you you do not approve of the pier. Surfing next to it's fine. Okay. I just I I think that's like kind of a more showy place. Okay. Like you know, you'd want to be pretty good. Now, uh, I've done some traveling in the South Pacific and, uh, you know, been places where, like, I'm out in the middle of nowhere and there'll be, like, a surfers there. Like, they'll, you know, travel there just to be there. And, uh, like, uh, been to Hawaii, North Shore, that's, like, the place. Bondi Beach, the place. Or are there some places that are, like, you know, like, the place to go for you? I mean, as far as surfing. Oh, I, I love some, Maui. That's my favorite place. The, the North Shore. No, Maui, um... North Shore's uh, Oahu. Oahu, I'm yeah. sorry. No, that's I'm okay. sorry. Maui, I just love it because um, I, I probably about three years after I learned to surf, I took my first vacation to Maui. Right. And there's just something about the water. It smells good to me. It smells like <laughs> just a really nice, fresh smell. And the um, the waves are smaller but more powerful, at least when I've been there. And they move you along. Yeah, you do have to watch out for the coral, though. Yeah, I, I got slammed when I was at the North Shore, and it was like during the summer. You know, the winter is like when the uh, the waves really, you know, and right. this was a summer. I mean, I, I was getting lightweight stuff, and I was out there, and it was like, wham! And I was like, man, I'm never doing that again. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> that was some powerful waves. But, you know, one thing I was saying is um, when people go to Hawaii, they uh, the island's nice and everything, but if you're not, if you don't try, like, you know, something in the water, you're missing out. On, on what a tropical island is. Oh, you know, definitely. Like, yeah. yeah. And there's, I know people too, they go to Hawaii, they've never been in the water and it's like, what are like, you doing? Like why? Yeah. Like at I, least snorkel. Yeah. You, you have to snorkel at right. least, you know, it's like they got all the color. It's like you're, you're, you're in an aquarium, you know, it's like, that's where they get the, just so you, the ladies, ladies and gentlemen, they, the stuff that you see in an aquarium they got from somewhere else, like the reef and the pretty fishes. Those actually exist out in the real world. So when you go to Hawaii, when you go to Fiji or Tahiti, or you need to go see them where they live. Okay, so you need to go like like the the you know snorkeling and all this other stuff and in your surfing, and enjoy these places for what they are. So anyway, a lot of people go they they go to these islands and they and they go see. I don't know, they just drive around and look at stuff, and, and it's an island. And what they don't get about the island, it's surrounded by water, and there's things in the water that are really worth seeing, and they miss out. So what did you get with your surfing out there on the water that you didn't get, you know, here? 
Um, just it's so pretty to look at because you know you're waiting to catch a wave and you see the mountains and. Did you see dolphins? In yeah. Did you see sharks? No. No sharks. No. Okay, where else have you been? Where's Where's a place that you like think is overrated and underrated? Um. I don't. I. You weren't really big on Florida. No, we we went to Florida. My parents and I, um, and drove the coast. And it was really hard back then to even rent a board because back then they just thought too much liabilities or whatever. Or you might steal the board. So <laughs> you steal. <laughs> we we were able to rent. I, I was able to rent a board in a couple of places or whatever. But it was um, summertime and the waves were really really small to non-existent. Okay, because I know a guy. He claims that he surfs in Florida. They do. They they surfing is incredible now because you hear a lot more stories like all up the coast. They, I mean, I think they surf in New York. They surf in really Oregon. Um, I actually, um, I I don't know what what is there's something that I have linked on um, Facebook and they they had pictures of Iceland where people were surfing in Iceland. Wait, right hand. You got to raise your right. This is becoming a staple on my show. Raise your right hand. (laughs) Surfing in Iceland. Yes. I'll show you pictures. Yeah. Surfing in, oh wait, just Google it right now. Surfing in Iceland. Right. Are you kidding me? No, but it's, it's really good surfers. And then like some photo crew, it might've even been through National Geographic. I can't remember at the moment, but like their goal is to kind of, cause Alaska's already been done. Okay. So it's kind oh, of like. Wait, wait, shut up. Wait, wait, no. <laughs> Alaska has been done? Yeah. Cause there's people like in the surfing magazines for years, cause they have wetsuits where you have the, the, you have a hood. Yeah. And a dry it, suit as they yeah, call it. Yeah. Yeah. You have everything. And okay, so the there's people that surf all over if there's a wave they surf it okay now now this is this is worth the price of admission we've been talking for like what 40 <laughs> minutes right now and i i think we if, if you said like the first minute they're surfing in alaska and iceland we would have been talking about this for 50 <laughs> minutes okay tell me more about this people surfing in alaska and iceland and where else what's south pole what No. And then there's like some places that just sound really cool. Like they surf in France and Spain, you know, just wherever there's waves. waves (laughs) So, but why are we known for the, I mean, I mean, I know in the South Pacific, you know, like they got their boards and things like that, that they use to get around and, you know, whatever. I mean, going way back when, but I mean, how did it take so long for surfing to get around the world? I mean, why was it always here? I think it was here because they came from Hawaii. And, and okay. like, I think the Duke and some other people came, and I think that was how it was introduced or something back way a long time ago, 20s or 30s but or But kind of stayed around the South Pacific. Like, I, I know people, like, uh, uh, they've been to the Phuket, you know, they've been you know, in, in Thailand. Thailand. yeah. And, uh, like, uh, Tonga, places like that. I've been to Tonga, but I didn't know it was for surfing. Yeah. Or maybe he was just in Tonga, and it was inserted in the story, like, you know, just surfed around the Bondi Beach and, and of course, in uh, um, Australia, places like that. You think South Pacific. Yeah. But you don't think Iceland. So what what, what was it about Iceland that w- it would actually have surfing? 
I think that was one of those things where people, you know, what can we do next? And I think maybe okay. maybe what helped spread it too is that there's been just they go and they make surf videos or or there'll be like a a surf brand or something that'll sponsor a trip and some famous surfers will go and so um going back to like say the endless summer where right, that right. was filmed in the 60s and they wanted to go and just kind of surf waves all around the world well I right. think that's kind of just always gone on and so you know you come with your board and you surf somewhere and the people see the board and you're nice to the locals and show them how to surf and now they're surfing okay so all you really need are waves right it, there's nothing there's nothing that has to be in the south pacific it's just where it started right okay so so tell me like uh, new york and all these other places i mean i mean can you actually like surf surf or are you just pretending where you're putting a, a, no, a they, suit on? No, they're, they're surfing. And, and then this one will blow you away, um, the lake in Chicago. No way. Yeah. If you've got the wind or you've got the waves, they they surf. Well, isn't that like where they, like, uh, where am I thinking of? I don't, you, you know, it, you know where they got the wind coming one way and the, and the river going the other, and you could just, like, surf yeah. on, on this, like, wave that never moves or, you right. know, steady. You know where I'm talking about? What is the name of that place? I, I've heard of it, and then they 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 put wave machine things in now. Like, you know, even Raging Waters has one, but there's, like, cruise ships now where they advertise, like, you can surf on them because they have the wave machine. Is that the same to you? I mean, I've never done one, but it sounds fun. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I have a weird idea. That would be like running on, a, you know, like uh, on a treadmill. On a treadmill, yeah. Yeah, you know, half the fun here is, you know, getting out there and seeing things. Yeah. Maybe that's the part, like, you know, when you're out in the South Pacific, there's actually this beautiful ocean and and things like that. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't see myself, like, you know, surfing in New York Harbor or anything like that, you know, with, like, you know, the pollution and, and what have you. And the orcas in, in uh, Iceland, you know, it's like you see a big thing coming out of the water. You would want to, like, get away with it from it. And, uh, so um, where, where are you hoping? Do you have, like, anything on your bucket list? Don't tell me the Grand Canyon because there's nothing there. But, I mean, where? I, I'd like to someday go to Tahiti or Fiji out that way. Really? Yeah. Okay. I actually had a lot of fun when I was in Fiji. I never never went surfing there. So why why those two places? Just because they always look pretty in pictures. <laughs> they, they look pretty in pictures. Yes. Yeah. The the problem I had with the South Pacific, when I was in the Naval Reserves, we'd go, like, a- around all these islands. It's after a while, it's like, hey, that's another pretty island. Another pretty island. And, like, it's, like, it's island after island, and they're all the, the same. And it's, like, so you come home, and and um, you, your neighbor went, got married and went on their anniversary to Fiji, and you're, like, being really polite about it. Like, wow, good for you. <laughs> it's, like, you can. <laughs> so you want to go to Fiji or Tahiti? Yeah, eventually someday. But I'm I'm always happy going to Maui. I'm okay, well, why not Bondi Beach? Why don't you go there? Mm-hmm. Isn't that in Australia? Yeah, do your surfing there. <laughs> Australia is kind of weird. There, um, I think they have cold water, uh, or cold water in some parts. Of and it. you like the warm water? Yeah. Okay. If I'm on vacation, I like the warm water. Okay. Well, I I tell you what, you know. Uh, I, I hope that works out for you. Hey, uh, by the way, you know I do want to ask you something. You got some, you got kids, right? You got right. two kids. When are you going to teach them to surf? Um, I'm hoping this winter to teach my oldest. My oldest is six and a half, and I I just bought her a full wetsuit about a couple 
about a month ago, I think. And okay. sh- sh- her and her younger sister, who's four, they both have been taking swim lessons. And my whole thing was, you need to swim across the pool and be a strong swimmer before I'll teach you to surf. And so my oldest can do that. She's really good swimming. So I had promised her. So. Well, you're you're a responsible mother. I mean, right. but I mean, I, I don't know. To me, I mean, even I'm a dad. You know, I'll throw a kid up five feet in the air. You know, I mean, that's how dads are. You know, we teach our kids danger, you know, by, you know, playing with us and everything. But I don't know, man. I, I just feel kind of scary letting them out there in that water, you know, you know, surfing and stuff. I mean, what what are your rules, your guidelines for that? Um, I, And she, these are yours, by yeah, the way. Yeah, no, I mean, she's, by all accounts, she's kind of a late bloomer because I know, I know, know people that have taught their kids at three and four. To surf. Yes, but don't think of it as I'm taking her way out in the deep. I'm going to be standing there next to her, and okay. I'll probably have I'll probably be waist deep myself, and I'll be holding the board. And then when okay. it comes, I'll say paddle, and then she'll try to stand up. And then with anybody, adults, kids, anybody, the one of the big rules in surfing is don't dive in. If you think you're going to fall off the board or you want to get off the board, don't dive in because you don't want to hurt yourself yeah, and you- paralyze yourself or whatever. So you either want to try to sit or or just you know. Now, when will you let your kids go out with other friends and surf without mommy? Um, well, they'll always probably have an adult because somebody's okay. got to drive them to the beach. But okay. Yeah. Okay. And I don't, I don't know. Um, my friend that I learned with in college, her daughter, eventually her daughter is going to learn to surf too. So, you know. They'll, so, be, they'll be in good hands because my friend and I will probably be at the beach. But um, as far as, like, going out, it'll just all depend on how well my daughter is okay. catching waves and stuff. Well, it's kind of a weird thing because, you know, like where I grew up, our parents thought nothing of letting us walk around with BB guns. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> we're go- <laughs> you know, here's a BB gun. Okay, we're going to go shoot things. Okay, have fun. You know, with that, you know, BB gun that can, like, shoot and, you know, kill birds and right. rattlesnakes. And we had rattlesnakes out in the middle, you know, where we were and... And it was just like, what, what kind of parent would do that, you know? <laughs> and then I, I drive out here, and it's like um, they would never think about letting their kid play with a BB gun, you know, unsupervised. And they're letting their kids surf. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is a, like, how, how old do you, like, would they let them, like, 12, 13, 14? Or what age would they, you know, feel comfortable saying, okay, you kids go have fun with your friends surfing? I mean, yeah, I I think it just depends on how long that kid's been surfing and what the what the parents think. You know, if they're a strong swimmer and they know how to surf, and you've watched them enough times, and you know, you gotta remember, like, if it's summertime, there's lifeguards, and if if okay. your child knows, because I I never surfed when I was a child, but I boogie board right. probably from like five on or something, and I know I'd go with my mom, and she'd just lay on the beach and probably never was watching me, so I I think it's just if you're comfortable with your child's water skills. I guess this is just something where I'm asking because, you know, I feel like a bit of a foreigner, you know, when I come (laughs) here and I see that, it's like, you know, I I don't know, it just kind of hits me as weird, but for you, it would be like, you know, this is their element, right? so to speak, so it's not such a, even as a protective mother, you're totally okay without them going out there and playing with the dolphins and swimming and right. doing their thing as long as they're raised on it. Yeah. yeah. But you wouldn't let them walk around with a BB gun. No, never. Anything. Yeah, because that would be. <laughs> I wouldn't want to walk around with a BB yeah, gun. Yeah, this is that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> there you go. Well, anyway, we're, we're, uh, I, j- I just wanted to say something. Um, thank you very much for coming in. You're welcome. And, and, you know, I had a lot of fun talking to you. I learned a lot of stuff. Surfing in Alaska and which has been done. So they went to Iceland. I did I did not know that. 
and um, it's okay for your kids to uh, surf. Right. I, that's okay. Just no BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thank you very much, and uh, uh, Terry, for coming in. And um, this has been Paul Osgood and uh, on 88.9 FM KUCI in Irvine. And this has been Off the Couch for those of you sitting on the fence about getting off the couch. <laughs>